0: So if that didn't quite happen. He didn't make it out, but this time Jacob sounds pretty sure that he's going to make it out. So we're going we'll to st- allow him
1: stick around because to- we are definitely not lying this time.
0: Yeah, for real, real. Not like last time that was it's like, like waiting a for Santa
1: further. Claus at the end of a, a parade or something. Right. I gotta wait for Jacob.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for Jacob. I mean, that's. I mean, really, isn't that our highlight here? So for now, you get uh, Santa's elves. And we are going to make things as entertaining as possible for the kids before the uh, before the main attraction shows up. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, those of you who have followed this show for a while now, you'll be familiar with uh, the "Piece of My Mind segment. Uh, it used to be a part of every, se- every episode because this used to be a two-hour long show. And by popular demand, we trimmed it down to one hour. But I really miss the "Piece of My Mind segment because now all we have time for is basically one hot topic a week. And I don't always like hot topics. Sometimes whatever's on people's minds is something you can learn a lot from. So uh, I decided that we would do just an extended piece of our mind episode today. Uh, So who knows what it's going to cover? It's going to cover all kinds of stuff. And if you are listening to this live, you may feel free to comment because we will take some comments and questions and probably debate about those as well. Uh, So feel free to pitch in if you're listening. Welcome. Uh, If you're listening pre-recorded uh you count as participating in spirit so just try to beam any questions from the future into the past and i hope that i will uh get get to them so for now a uh, piece of my mind stuff sam what do you got on your brain man what's the what's a, what give us a piece of your mind well i was
1: i was gonna actually uh hoping to discuss this with jacob i don't know if you had a piece of your mind first
0: i can start uh right? i <laughs> just feel like i talk too much so i was like all right but yeah i'll start um, so something interesting that I was looking into, um, I heard this, I probably heard this like a year ago, and I didn't look into it. And I decided to look into it again. There's this, uh, there's this, these psych- there's several, but there's psychological studies that show basically 90% of libertarians all have like, one or two personality types. And I was like, wow, really? Like, and And the idea among many of these is that we are genetically like it, it's there with a lot of like Sam Cedar, like there's no such thing as free will, like you are born, you will do whatever you will do, you know, fatalist kind of uh, philosophers. I don't necessarily believe that because I also don't believe our personality is in our genetics. I have two brothers, and I don't have their personality type. Um, but then again, I am uh, I, I will fully admit I am the. INTJ, libertarian personality type. Uh, And it's there's no denying that there is absolutely a connection. I mean, any study you look now, you can some will say as high as like 90 percent. I think if you extend it to three personality types, you get all the way up to like 99 percent. But it's definitely there's three personality types that are definitely a limited scope of personality types that seem make you like seem to make you more predisposed to being libertarian. So now I look at this, and I don't feel predisposed at all. Because the thing is, is even as I look at that, and while ninety-nine percent of the libertarians come from these categories, still, like only forty-five percent of like INTJ people are actually libertarians. Now that a lot of that has to do with just libertarians being outnumbered in general, right? We just we are that that's a fact of the universe. We kind of have to come to grips with, but. You know, I know people that that do break the mold that are in that one percent of people that kind of aren't, you know, predisposed to it, genetically predisposed to it. Now, again, I don't believe that this is an elimination of free will. I would love to have a free will episode sometime because I definitely strongly believe in will after doing like all the research and going down all the rabbit holes. As
1: long as we're predestined to do it.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm predestined to believe in will. There's there. There's nothing I can do to change it. Right. There's no there's no part of it. I am who I am and it's never going to change. You know, but I think there is something that comes comes to grips with. I got to come to grips with saying, am I just a libertarian because my personality forces me to? Or is there an element of me that says I would be able to choose between these two things and I elected to choose Liberty, as opposed to something else, and like I said, since only forty-five percent people of this, you know, ish. Again, these are rough studies; we can't know exactly. But if only forty-five percent of the people with this personality type are libertarians, then you know what? That's still a choice that fifty-five percent of the people aren't really making. You know, to kind of go down the liberty spectrum. I feel like that's a choice. Now, what I do get from these studies that I do find helpful isn't so much the fatalism of it, but it's the idea that there are some ways that libertarian some ways that liberty reaches people that that are effective of a certain personality type and then certain ways that libertarians do outreach that is not effective because i believe that anybody of any personality type can be a libertarian i don't think it's impossible for you to understand the concept of liberty i just think sometimes the way libertarians go about it Isn't always the most positive and it isn't always the most helpful because we try to do it now. This is really obvious. Uh, Here's a great side example. If you've ever seen like a corporation pretend to embrace like trans rights or like gay rights, and then like it's really condescending, um, because they don't do like as good a job. Uh, great example is like comic books. Like they'll be like, "Well, let's have a gay superhero," but like really do a half-baked, crappy job with it. And we just did it because they were gay. I'm not mad that you had a gay superhero. I'm mad that you did it poorly, right? There's their only personality type is they're gay. Good job, <laughs> right? You added nothing to Superman, but you made Superman gay just because you can. Like, I hope you feel good about yourselves. It's not very high quality, right? Like, and I think that that's the issue. Is libertarians would be like, "Sure, I can reach people that are." Uh, you know that that rely more on feeling than reason. Of course, let's just appeal to their feelers, and 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 we do it in this really condescending way that doesn't really lash onto them. And it it makes sense because we're not that personality type. Like we're not, you know, we don't understand from a personality perspective the kind of arguments that make sense to them. But we do have examples of people that do it well even if they aren't recruiting for something necessarily specific as libertarianism, sometimes they're just recruiting for something else. Great example is Jesus with Christianity, speaking in parables, wasn't always speaking in reason uh, and pure logic. And this reached a lot of people like, and there's ways for libertarians to speak through stories, to speak through these other ways. I absolutely, I think because I'm the personality of a libertarian, I totally understand why libertarians are like read Rothbard, right? Because it is hard as as that personality type to ignore the influence and rationality of liberty. Like you once you see it it's impossible to deny. You read Thomas Sowell, you read Rothbard, you read Hayek or whoever it is that may have, you know, converted you more to the liberty perspective. And you're like, this is incredible. This absolutely worked for me. The problem is you can't just show that same work to somebody else with a completely different personality type and say, why doesn't this work for you too? Me to, me saying taxation is theft makes so much sense to me. Why doesn't it make sense to you? Now, I'm not going to say there's no situation in which we should ever suggest Rothbard to somebody. Uh, as I mentioned, a lot of people of my personality type, the majority of people, of my personality type are not libertarians still. And so obviously if you run into another INTJ, INFP, whatever it may be, and you run into them and they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm strongly persuaded by rational arguments. Absolutely. Toss them the Rothbard, toss them the Ron Paul, toss them the, you know, some early, very, I'm being very selective here, but toss them some selective Rockwell or Hoppe if you must, right? please please be very selective in how you do this because you can definitely turn some people off of Liberty with those things. But you know, if you give them the right stuff, they're going to love it. They're going to eat it up. You know, I know for me, like these were all big conversion factors, but that's not the only way to convert somebody. And so I think it's important for us to learn about if you want to be a good activist for Liberty and a good recruiter for Liberty, You need to develop some other tactics. Identify what people of other personalities find to be effective. Now, you may not like it, right? Like for me, when I watch the TV and I understand that a lot of men are persuaded by half naked women with a product next to them. I don't like it because I'm just like, that has nothing to do with the product. Well, of course, I'm technically right. But human minds aren't just like we're not all these Spock logic boxes. You know, so I think ultimately you've got to be able to look at the TV and be like, okay, what about the people who are persuaded by bikini girls? Do we have an avenue for them to get to liberty? And I don't want to make everybody just sound like you're just stupid if you're not me, because God makes everybody. I think when I read the Bible, I am shocked by the amount of times that God operates on his emotions and not his logic. So I don't want to say like, I am more like a better person because I am more rational or more logic. That's God creates emotional people because he likes emotional people. He is an emotional guy and we are all created like him. So like, that's just part of this, part of this process. But, and so we need to understand that. Yes, I have been catered to as a libertarian. I found what I needed. I got it. That pipeline is open. We have two choices. One is that liberty only reaches a certain personality type, in which case we may as well abandon it because we're never going to get everybody the same personality type. Or we have to develop tactics that reach different people. And I think that that's something what we need. uh, That's something that we need to kind of embrace. Uh, Sam, any, any thoughts on that? You got to start. First stop for of Jacobs all, some time he's later than ten no, minutes.
1: No, I, I can still go. Uh, I was just going to say I agree with Wicked Kender. 100. We need bikini girls with ARs protecting their weed farm. Yep. Uh, I, I was going to ask you probably haven't looked into this at all, but um, what about like other ideology, political ideologies? Like, what are their um, uh, What is it called? Uh, ENFPs or what's that from that's from um
0: yeah yeah the the, well that's we're talking about personality test yeah the briggs meyer briggs meyer yeah yeah personality chart allow me i actually do have what the other personality types like they tend to be here uh so you because i I was
1: wondering if uh, the one you have is just like the mover could possibly just be the movers and shakers of politics and then but it sounds like that's not the case
0: um so there, there are actually, and, and the, one of the amazing things is there's actually libertarian um, uh, psychologists that have looked at this as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like a, like a statist thing. So, And I understand if you don't like state and psychology, believe me, <laughs> I get that. They love to put people into a box they don't belong in. And you know, everything's really close. Like nothing on this chart is over like 50%. When they divide it between like Republicans, Democrats, and then like something else, be it libertarian or independent or whatever. And in no category is the is any of these three above 50 percent. So like there is still a lot of choice that goes on with all all these. Now, the closest you're going to get is the INFJ Democrats hitting it. Forty nine percent. That's a big one. And I mean, that's really colossal. And it's amazing because that's just one off of the libertarian one. So INFJ.
1: So is that introvert? And then what's the N?
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> <And Dorian>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. So you got what? <laughs> Sensing. Uh, hang on. I think uh, the
1: I stands for, in, I'm I, if I remember right, I'm ENFP. I'm not sure, though. But uh, yeah, so it's like introvert, yeah, narcissistic,
0: type. <laughs> and then okay. Let me let me get this. I can do this. It's uh, you are right. It's extrovert. I'm just going to keep asking
1: questions. That's how you're okay. It's all.
0: extrovert, introvert, and then you got it's a uh, sensing and intuition, with the S and N. Um, all, right. all right, and then you got thinking, feeling, and then you got judging and perceiving. Okay. Uh, so now,
1: so are they high I, on the, the feeling part?
0: So, yeah, like it's amazing that the highest Libertarian category is actually like only one or two off of the highest Democrat category, which is INFJ and Libertarians are INTJ. So it's not a big change for most, you know, Libertarians to reach out to to Democrats. You just got to give up on something that's pretty critical. All of us think feeling instead of thinking, you know, and that's. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I understand. Now, listen, I I don't want this whole thing to be like, I don't believe in those personality traits. And that's fine, too. Like I I think even psychologists would say like they're a useful tool without being something like a box that you should feel placed in. Yeah, it's Um, not
1: a box, but it it, it is a quiz, and everyone's going to quiz a little bit different. And there's definitely groups of people that quiz different. Whether everything about it holds true in the absolute is probably not true, but um or yeah i mean the general there if you read them they're all like generalizations and most people they hit pretty close to home if they read them so yeah and i think uh, i've read all of them just to be like well i've I've taken that test like probably five times
0: yeah you know i, I always there's a couple that like i know some letters that won't change i will always be introverted instead of extroverted like no matter what i do there right. are some like that change a little bit um you know, I, I think libertarians have a tough time not being the end because that's like imagining what could be as opposed to like seeing the way things are and trying to fix the way things are. And so it's a it's a tough one for us to kind of break with the, the N and S part of it. Um, so N stands you know, for. Uh, that is intuition. I know it okay, starts yeah. with an I. That's not very cool of them, but that's what <laughs> they did. n tuition uh, wow. versus sensing now. What's funny is I hear okay. those words and they both kind of sound somewhat similar to me. Like I sense something, my intuition tells me something. But yeah. the way that the personality breaks down is the intuition is kind of dealing, or yeah, the intuition is kind of dealing with like the way things could be, and the sensing is kind of dealing with the way things are. Um, anyway, uh, hmm. d- uh, Republicans, their highest category is the ESTJ. Um, and once again not too far away from the libertarians like you know they got a 46% chance there and all they do is they flip the e and the i right so you got to be an extrovert a little bit and we do have some libertarian extroverts so that's a good thing and then you know I'm an extrovert yeah i don't think it'll surprise anybody that especially being hardcore traditionalists and and very you know conservative that they would be more down to earth as opposed to imagining the possibilities of what could be along with us so and it's not that you can change somebody's personality, right? So this is why it's important when you do witness to like Republicans be like your traditions don't matter. Who cares about it? well right off the bat you've lost them because that's part of their personality type. Right? right. Like you've automatically ended the conversation with them. I'm not saying there's never a time to use that line, but don't use it with a Republican, right? Like like there's there's a correct type of personality trait to use that for and we got to customize kind of a different way. Now I'm not saying there's one kind of way to convert people. I strongly reject that. I think there's, if there's 16 different personality types, then there's 16 different ways that we should bring, bring up, you know, of the way of the different way things can be, you know, and, and for everybody, it's going to be a little bit different, you know, uh, you know, and, and a lot of libertarians right now for me personally, I'm just saying that I believe that libertarianism is not, if you're not this personality, you can't believe it. It's just that those are the types of people that libertarians have chosen to connect with. That's well, what we've yeah. had our most success with. But I believe we can be successful in other ways. Go ahead, Sam.
1: I mean, if you, if you think about it, the, the, the strict libertarian Rothbardian belief hasn't been around all that long. So it's going to start with like these super intellectuals that went down this rabbit hole of i want to understand politics completely um and so that's like one type of personality and then those people buy into it and then they're preaching it but they're like still that one type of personality um so it's as it grows and uh you kind of found this with like the um, donald rainwater uh campaign i was talking to him indiana yeah and he was he was I got to talk to him at the, at Reno. It was pretty cool. But uh, I asked him like um, he said that the hardest thing was just fundraising because he said more and more people were buying into what he was talking about, but it just, it was just a matter of like getting the word out. So like people would come to him with like, Oh, we want to put up a billboard. And he's like, well, you can, but it's kind of late now. So I think like we're, it's part of it's just the origin where we started and where we're growing to. So it, we're going to be reaching, wider audiences as as we start hitting hitting like um, influencers that are like different than us influencers you know like maj trey's got more of like the black guns matter the urban feel to it so he's going to start reaching more of that group and then there's going to be more people in that group that reach more people as well so if you think of like where it started to where it's going I think that's part of it why we're hitting certain personality types. We're hitting only straight white male men a lot of the time. But I mean it's gonna it's gonna grow, it's gonna expand and uh you know ideally, uh hopefully white pill there, but
0: yeah. I mean it I think it will. I mean, just because I I'm an optimist and I believe in liberty. You know what? Forget even being an optimist. I think realistically, even if it's just a world of chaos, I think I, eventually we're going to get it right. Right.
1: <laughs> just gonna... I think of it. Like, I always tell people like this, like you look, it's like two Titans rising up to fight each other. It's like, you can, if you look over here, you can definitely see like the decentralization of media, this and that, all these things that play it. And it's like, this is going to be awesome. But then on the other side, you can see like, you know, the more great reset, the, the currency, national currency, and like all these other types of things, nukes, <laughs> all the, those yep. type of things, and it's like, oh, it could go really bad as well. So it's 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 just kind of going to be interesting to see which titan wins.
0: Yeah, I think I guess to to wrap up this little bit, since apparently I have another minute here. Um, but to wrap it up, <laughs> I I think that there That's is a long ten minutes. It's I know the longest ten minutes I've ever seen. The <laughs> uh, that there is like a place for it's okay for you to have a specialization. It's okay for you to take like, look at these 16 personality groups and say, like, I'm just, I'm catering to this one, right? Or, like I said, throw out the personality test. If there's just a specific type of person that you want to witness to, that's totally fine. Right? Like, I I absolutely believe in specialization. I think that's the capitalist within me. I want to see each person putting all of their focus and effort into the thing they excel at the most, right? And then the other part of capitalism is doing this is being a great business partner with the person who put something who put who put their focus into something else, right? Like by saying like listen, I want to put all my focus like currently. I I like to put all my focus into writing. Right? But I hope that whoever made my computer and whoever made like my light bulbs really cares about electricity like a lot. Like it's OK for me to not care about it at all. But we have this symbiotic relationship. They enjoy my writing. I enjoy their electricity, you know, and there it goes. And I don't want either of us to try and split our focus. I don't want to try to be a master electrician as well as a good writer, as well as an architect for my home, as well as somebody who's really great, you know, like pick, you know, life is great. There's so many great things in life I'm struggling with right now, trying to trim my passions down to just a couple, right? Like I, I think that it's like, I, I know that I can only do a couple things really well. And I have a lot of things that I absolutely love, but I can really only focus on a couple if I'm going to do them well. It's that whole thing, like do one thing whole ass as opposed to doing a lot of things half assed. Um, <laughs> And it's like, you should have some variety just to break up the monotony. I mean, you remember the Mr. Rogers, like I'm drawing this picture. I'm not good at it, but it's okay. It's okay to do some things you're not good at. Like if they're fun, you know, like I am, I am so far, I'm a good video gamer since that's what I write about. I am very far from a pro gamer. I would be, if you had 64 pro gamers on a battlefield map, I'd be the first one dying and all my teammates would laugh at me. Like it would just be, Like straight up, like I I understand where I'm at in that world, but I still play games like that because I think they're fun, right? Like blow off some steam. I I grill, even though I'm not a pit master, you know, just because it's fun and that's okay. Um, I'm working. That's a passion. I may, I may may ascend to, I am enjoying that enough to see what happens. Um, But I think it's okay to just say, I'm going to focus on this, but, and, and then the second part of this wrap up here is I really don't, want to put the people down that are reaching people that I don't reach. And that is hard. I think libertarians want everybody to be witnessed to the same way. And we are automatically mistrustful of trust of seeing somebody who reached liberty a different way and assuming that they're on our same side. It's a really tough thing. I see it over and over, you know, that the people who were brought in by Ron Paul, I trust them fine, but there's a lot of libertarians that don't. I understand some of their points because some of these people are willing to see past some really terrible things. Okay. I'll just say that like really terrible things and terrible moments. Right. But I think we can like say, is it the terrible moment? Like, are it the terrible things that they love about Ron Paul? Like when somebody says they love George Washington, are they usually talking about the slavery or are they talking about something else? Right. Like, and I think you need to be able to say like, Hey, these guys probably are here because of this. You know, while still keeping it in check. Now, the trouble is we always want to keep the people who aren't us in check because we trust us. I don't trust not us. So I always want to, you know, if I wasn't brought to the movement by Ron Paul, I automatically mistrustful of the people who were. They're just the racists and the right wingers that are looking to take over the, you know, the libertarian movement, the co-op, the liberty movement and make it right wing or whatever it may be. I have no doubt that some people are, but those people ultimately usually find the door very quickly. Like they, they go post libertarian in like a couple of minutes. I mean, I mean their, their time is so very brief without you trying to kick them out. The philosophy isn't really compatible with, with that, you know, and, and you can allow the philosophy to do that as opposed to yourself. And then like to flip the coin, you know, uh, now we do a better job recruiting from the right and left. There's no doubt about that. That's, Facts, right? Right now,
1: anyway, yeah, for sure. Right,
0: right. That's the current state of things. I'm just stating the way things are when I look at people that are former X, Y, or Z. But, you know, Jacob's a good example. Uh, Former Bernie bro, you know, if and there's a lot of people that don't trust the Bernie bros that join the liberty movement. There are a lot of people that don't trust the libertarian socialists. Because they just think, oh, my gosh, it's only a matter of time before they just go full commie, before they go a full authoritarian socialist, and then they exert their will on everybody else, you know, and, and, and it's something that is hard. It's hard because I understand the fear, but people that are afraid, you've gotten to see a whole system of politics all around the world when people are afraid, right, like what that looks like, and it's not good. You know, so we need to stop operating off of fear. My idea is this. If people are there to at your party, right, and your party heavily features liberty, if they were driven there by somebody who hates, you know, uh, free markets, I don't care about that so much. I don't think they'll stick around. Right. Like if you, all of a sudden you get to the party and everybody's eating pizza and you don't like pizza, what are you going to eat? ultimately you're going to starve to death at the party. So you're just going to leave, right? Like you, like there's no way you're going to make all libertarians suddenly hate the free market. You may get some, right? Because libertarians are humans and we make mistakes. But in general, if you focus on what the party is all about, and I'm, I'm saying party in like this metaphorical sense, not libertarian party, but like the celebration. And I would like to see that libertarian be this celebration. And I think if it's that, then I think that there's a lot of uh, that, that really the, the gatekeeping takes care of itself. You know, look at how many racists have tried to join the libertarian party. And I think this is no coincidence. Almost every notable racist has been a part of the libertarian party for like a minute. And why? (laughs) Because they hear this like Liberty thing. And they're like, Oh, maybe I can insert my collectivist, whatever philosophy is. They don't last. They're not going to last because the focus of this, the focus of this party is or, or this celebration is on inclusiveness and diversity and how that's our strength and and the greatness that every culture adds and so when you spend your time hating cultures you're gonna show up to the libertarian party being like maybe i can corrupt it and then you're gonna be like oh this isn't gonna work i'm out of here right and so like for me i'm not at all worried when the racists join the libertarian party because they don't last they never do They've tried before. They make it a couple years at best, and then they almost always are some crying, you know, piss ant on TV for like CNN to huck eggs at, you know, like just a couple years later, just being like, oh, I can't believe I was with those nasty libertarians. They said the worst things about me just because I'm trying to be an ethno nationalist. You know, like, eh, your tears are delicious. You're gone. Goodbye. I don't miss you, and and you ultimately escort yourself out of the party because and and i think it's easier to focus i'd rather focus on the party than the door to the party if that makes sense i just think there's a lot of ways to bamboozle a doorkeeper there's not a lot of ways to bamboozle the party have your pizza have your celebration and i feel like we should really let that carry us what say you sam
1: ah uh, i agree with a lot of that uh, you want to hear my topic
0: uh yeah i guess we're gonna do it without jacob and he's just gonna have to catch up but yeah let's do it totally
1: fine uh so it's actually pretty similar to yours i was just gonna do instead of talking about personality though i was gonna talk about culture um i think a lot of people look at the culture and ask um they look at liberty and you know we understand libertarian philosophy and all that and we kind of start there but then a lot of people either they bring the baggage with them or they kind of Fall off and go this other direction of trying to adjust the culture first, and trying to make sure the culture is intact for certain things. And so I, I was kind of thinking about that too, like which culture is most conducive to liberty, and I, I really can't think of one. And you know, the, there's that old phrase: um, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men. But if you think about it, like Russia and the Ukraine, like they had a famine. Like were those in the 20s? Like were they were they weak? With because they adopted communism? I don't really think of them as you know lacking family structure or you know like Mao's greatly forward. You know, compare that in the 60s to Silicon Valley. It's like which one of these was? Would you have considered like the strongmen, the the more family values and all of that? And I would have picked you know. The Chinese have the strongest family values, um, typically. So it's kind of, so I, and this is kind of why I wanted Jacob on there because I wanted to argue with him a little bit and see because I don't really have a strong stance on this. I can understand how culture, certain cultures are going to be, like if you had a culture that was libertarian with like conservative values versus another culture that was you know, had more leftist values, Um, like which one of these would be able, if they were suddenly libertarian, which one of these would be able to hold it the longest? And the answer is, I don't know. And I don't think there really is any evidence or any way of knowing. Like, I mean, you got Thaddeus Russell, he has very strong libertarian values. He attracts certain people, he works with certain people. Then you got, you know, people who have more conservative values who are also libertarian. So I think, like, and if you think of, like, uh, America when it was founded, one of the reasons why we achieved so much liberty at that time is because we just had so many people who were like, I want to be free, so I'm going to move to this country. And even though, and they brought different cultures from them from all over the world. I mean, it was mostly Europeans, but, you know, they didn't have TV and Internet back then, so there was a lot more isolation in cultures. So it's like you had like the Protestants over here, you had the Catholics over here, you had the, um, you know, all these different uh, religious sects, even though they were sort of based on Christianity, they're all, you know, they all hate each other's guts back then. And so, so they just kind of decided that they valued their freedom more than they valued controlling other people. It was more important for them, themselves to be free than to, Make other people and control other people, so I think if you were to you could argue that culture impacts how you perceive liberty, absolutely, but if you're going to market it, if you're going to push it, you cannot push culture in in that sense. you can't push certain values that or you shouldn't push certain values that aren't libertarian in order to achieve liberty is my opinion. does that make sense?
0: It does. I got a, I got a lot to add to this. Everybody, we got to take a brief break and I got some news about Jacob, but you're going to have to wait till after the break to hear it. So give me just one moment. You're going to love this. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging with us through the break there. I know this is going to shock everyone, but Jacob says he can't make it. <laughs> he did it again. He Jacobed us. This is going to be a whole this is a verb now. You got Jacobs, <laughs> you got Daniel Threed, you got Vinograd, as they say, uh, that he's not showing up. So, uh, you know what, that's fine, because the I think Sam opened up a great can of worms here, and I think it'll be good for us to discuss. Because I would say it, there are different things that people mean when they say, like, the culture war. And and I can either be really for fighting it or really against it, depending on what they're talking about, (laughs) Um, because I think I, I reject wholly that a and I think my Christian Christian background influences this heavily. Because even Christ is like, no, those are Muslims and they're going to be Muslims and that's okay. And those are Jews. They're going to be Jews. That's okay. Like those are Hindus. They're going to be okay too. Like there's every nation tribe and tongue on this earth, man. Like, and, and the idea isn't to homogenize them. I think it's fat. That's something that I realized it was fascinating as I was reading the Bible this last time. Um, I almost actually made this podcast about a religious thing, but I decided not to, um, is that the that that there is not all of a sudden everybody speaks the same language or everybody has the same culture the same tribe like it's not like you get to heaven and be like we were all the same person you get to heaven and realize you were all different and your backgrounds are still there your race is still present your your you know your your language is still present
1: and you were right? made all different too intentionally.
0: right right and that's okay like it's not against god's will i think one of the interesting things when you read about um uh about um the pentecost there you go i had trouble pulling that out for some reason (laughs) is that it didn't make everybody speak the same language it made it so they understood each other in the language that they spoke right (laughs) so like so like it's not that any language is superior any race is superior like you know there's there's not really any of that going around it's the superiority is liberty And the rest of it is just us uniting in that and and in our own ways and whatever that may look like and whatever customs and practices we have, so long as they place an absolute emphasis on individualism and liberty, it's really hard to go wrong. I will say there are cultures that do not strike me as very... uh, Well, We've attributed them to culture, culture. They are arguably not cultural, but... We kind of they're tied up in there, right? What's and so an we, example? Uh being um banning homosexuals from being in your uh in your parade, right? Or banning a gay person from living next door to you, right, is a great example. Um uh but let's let's turn this canon around the other way now. Um genital mutilation of babies, right? <laughs> like of, of children. Um, is probably something that requires a little bit of consent, right? Like there's some things that you can just say like, hey, maybe that wasn't maybe that's not our best bet there. all, all the liberty lovers there and and each of those are kind of their traditions, yes, they are tied up in kind of a collectivist uh, authoritarian uh, uh, vibe, right? So like unfortunately, you know, I don't want to deliver good news or bad news. I like to be the libertarian that delivers good news. You know, that's, I mean, the gospels, right? They mean good news because good news is better. Ultimately, you let people make the uncomfortable decisions on their own after receiving the good news. You don't lead with the uncomfortable decisions they're going to have to make, right? Like, let's hype up the good stuff. And so I, I do agree we should keep liberty focused on like the positive things and the positive parts of their culture while also recognizing there's some things that maybe aren't as great. Now, there are, um, I, I agree with you, Sam, because I just think they're so, like, trying to homogenize a specific libertarian culture, I, I think well, it can look a million different ways, and I think that's the strength of liberty. Go ahead.
1: One thing I was going to add, too, I didn't mention, is, is just talk about, like, degeneracy. Like, um, that that's kind of one of the things I was more so talking about, like, you know, I don't uh, personally agree someone should sell themselves in the night and all of that stuff, but I don't know that that type of person couldn't be in a libertarian society or a society that allows that couldn't be a libertarian society. So I I should have emphasized just more like the degeneracy. Like everyone always uses the the example of Rome. You know, like they got really super uh, at the very top, you know, the strong men created and then they had a bunch of degeneracy and that's what collapsed everything. But then you look at all these other times in history where it's like, that's not exactly what happened. They just adopted some terrible system where they decided they wanted to control everyone else through like democracy and all these other things. And it all went down the tubes. So, I mean, yeah, I
0: mean, let, that makes sense. Yeah. Let, let, I think if it's a negative thing, uh, I, we should specify degeneracy a little bit. I, I take issue with the word because of the history. Gen stands for de- de- Genetic. So Dgen they're genetically inferiors that's where the term comes from oh, uh same is obviously that's, that's referring totally to, what I meant yeah Sam <laughs> is obviously referring to something else and and this is kind of the more modern take on degeneracy is like well and the word degeneracy
1: means like no morals which I mean obviously if you're gonna recognize rights you have to have morals so I mean, sure. it's not the perfect word but I'll, but yeah,
0: history is a little rough on it, but I I, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just explaining for, you know, hey, people of my personality type uh, yeah. who are all of a sudden hear that word and they're like, no, 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 or no, no, no.
1: <laughs> whatever your your sexual preferences, even if it's not um, your or even just your family, like if it's not the nuclear family, if it's more just some hodgepodge of a whole bunch of different things or I don't I don't even know, like there's nothing that says um. We, we don't know that that's not going to be a good libertarian society. We can say, well, it's easier to market to this type of culture than it is to this type of culture. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. It's also me, easier uh... to market to like men than it is to women so far. Right. But, I mean,
0: we can't say well you can't
1: have a libertarian society with women. That'd be crazy. I don't know. Right.
0: Oh gosh. Uh, Liberty, Liberty in America would not exist if it weren't for women. That's kind of how our kickoff here in the States. So, uh, but you are correct right now for, and I, again, this is just part of our marketing. We appeal more to men than women. And that's just, uh, there's actually one of the personality types that's like men are three times more likely to get, I don't want to get back into it, but I (laughs) I found that interesting as well. Um, but the, the, I think here's the deal. I think a great example is in, and I know I'm pulling a lot of Christianity here. I've been reading the Bible a bit. My apologies uh, if you're not a Christian. But in the example of the prodigal son, I think the idea isn't, I want you out of the house. Oh, isn't it awesome that you're eating pigsties? Like that's so cool. There is like kind of a right way to live your life. At the same time, I think a culture that values your individualism to go and try something else is really important. Um, I really like uh, the different Amish, Amish communities vary a lot on this, so I don't want to speak for all of them, but I know it is a rather common Amish tradition that when they hit a certain age, they go out and be a part of that world for a bit and decide if they'd rather be a part of the world than the one that they came from. I like that because I don't think it's necessarily like evil to experiment. But I also think if you're secure in the culture you've created, be like, go ahead and try. You will want to come back you know, the father and the prodigal son story is like, you're going to want to come back. Like, it's better here. The culture we've created here, you are going to like better. That being said, I'm not forbidding you from doing it. I think there's an example. And and so that's my appeal to kind of the right leaners. Let me go ahead and throw it over to the left here. Uh, <laughs> Marx was actually big on that. You don't, in in kind of uh the social in most socialist historically most socialist societies prostitution is either banned or outright looked down upon now the philosophy behind this is that if you had the option to not sell yourself you would probably not do it and i think that that's kind of a that's an appropriate way to look at it you don't need to be like screw you for being a prostitute you suck you need to give them every alternative And make every positive alternative as lucrative as possible. And if they still choose prostitution, then they chose prostitution, whatever, they did it on their own, you know. But I think the idea is if you have a healthy culture going, then you're going to reward things where people don't feel the need to sell themselves. Now, I don't want to judge everybody who is selling themselves. Some people do legitimately choose that life but there are also people who legitimately don't. And I don't wanna just single out the prostitutes for this. There is a lot of people, like 90% of people who are working jobs that they don't like to do, right? Who don't feel that they contribute enough value to society. Part of this Keynesian society we live in is we've created jobs that are unnecessary for the sake of having them because having them and constantly breaking these windows creates this kind of false economy that we can build a bubble on and yay. And hopefully that bubble just never pops. You know, so so I think that there's some I think that this goes for righties and lefties, regardless, is that I think that there's a way we can encourage your individualism while also saying, "Mm, like, maybe that's not going to work out well for you, but go ahead and try it if you must. You know, I think I think for me, this is the problem that I kind of get into with Christians and their modern relationship with the homosexual community or the trans community or any GSM community member is instead of it being a, you're going to like the Christian lifestyle better. It's a, I'm going to whoop your ass if you don't like the Christian lifestyle better. (laughs) And that's not what it's supposed to be. They're supposed to just say, I really like, I miss that. Right. And how, how much emphasis do we focus on building up our own as opposed to making things as unpleasant as possible when somebody chooses something else? Please note the consequences in the prodigal son. Wasn't the father coming out and shoving the guy's head in pigsties or making him sleep on the streets. No, the the father's consequence was saying, you make your own consequence, right? When you choose this other life, you know, this is going to be your life when, when you go out and do that. And so I, it's tough because, Sam, you talked about this. It's just like, is there really a libertarian culture? I am with you in that probably not, but I do think there are certain practices that we can say that's not a very libertarian thing to do. We talked about fear already in this episode. I think people that live in fear, if you live in a culture of fear, and you are making decisions based on your fear, you're not going to come to a nice, rational libertarian conclusion. You're going to come to a very hysterical, fearful, I do what I must to survive conclusion. And that's really not a healthy atmosphere for liberty to thrive in. Go ahead, Sam. Well,
1: um, I saw, I don't know if you're in the Libertarian Party discussion group, but um, is my mic working? Yeah, you're good. You sound oh, okay. Good. All right. um, so someone asked, he said, there's two types of libertarians. Those types driven to action by their overwhelming empathy for humanity and those who have zero empathy and are only concerned with themselves and those like them so it's kind of like the there's the people who want to be left alone and then there's the people who want to you know just care about other people so much so i think i think a lot of uh like the divide sometimes a lot of some of the divide in libertarianism is just like those two things where it's like the There's these people that just completely want to be left alone. They want their, their values and all these other things. And then there's the people that just want libertarianism because it's, it's best for everyone. Um, so I I don't. so neither one of those perspectives in my opinion is wrong. It's just how you reach those conclusions. And sometimes people talk past each other when they're, you know, looking at those two different things.
0: Yeah. Um, I think we're also scared of saying you're going to I see a lot of this in the libertarian movement today is that if you witness to these people, you'll drive my people away. If you witness to the gays, my Christians that I brought over are going to leave. And if you bring in the Christians, then the gays I brought over are going to leave. And I'm just kind of like if you if you sold liberty to them in such a way they may leave because you didn't actually sell sell, sell them on liberty well and you sold them on something else good i've
1: never been to pork fest but like i've heard like you'll have like a big homeschool family that just you know christian homeschool family and then you'll have like you know more perverts is that a better word <laughs> um and they're all just kind of getting along because they just all have the same value in liberty and respecting each other's rights and everything
0: I think that, and I've talked about this on the show before too, although I myself am strongly capitalist, I would even say. I don't think everybody operates the same way that I do. And so for me, it's very important that there be libsocks and Ancoms in the movement, as long as they are very strongly, heavily on the libertarian and Anarcho part of their name. As long as they keep that part they're in good shape, you know, like, uh, that's fine. I got no issue. Sometimes, I mean, let's face it, all of them, capitalists, communists, uh, and and socialists, we all have example of governments taking our idea and running amok with it, you know, and they do a bad job with it. And sometimes people get defensive about it, because what they see is their economic system on display, as opposed to government with that pretending to embrace their economic system. As a capitalist, I have no I will never defend the current system. It's it's so foreign to me to what capitalism is, it feels closer to like something else. You know, and so and you'll see sometimes capitalism be like capitalists be like, no, 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 like this is kind of okay. No, it's not. None of it's okay. This current society is really terrible. And like it's okay for us to kind of recognize that. So that being said, like we need to make I think it's important that the ANCOMs and LIBSOX and ANCAPs make a strong effort to be like, there's a place for me here and there's a place for you here. I may never want to live in your system. I can pretty much guarantee I would never, ever, ever want to live in an anarcho-communist society. I've read enough about it. I know what it is. I do not like it. I would not want it. There are some people that absolutely would can both of those be wildly different and still represent libertarian philosophy? I think they can Sam, you talked about it a little bit where, when you talked about the different religions kind of being like, Hey, listen, we need to stick together, you know, uh, during the founding of America. We're getting
1: back to the, the original topic we were going to do secession.
0: Well, yeah, secession. Uh, we were going to talk secession today. Unfortunately, uh, all my debatees, uh, kind of wanted to do something else. And, (laughs) uh, I kind of fall apparently on the right on this issue, uh, but we wanted to, we wanted to have a good mix. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we do have a question from Cody here, unless do you have any further thoughts on that subject there? Same. No, go for it. Okay. Uh, all right. In public and on social media, biological males and trans women are allowed to be topless, but not biological females. Why does the LP not fight for equal topless rights? I'm going to go ahead and extend this question. It's just talking about the Liberty movement in general, since I'm not part of the LP. Fight for equal topless rights when there's a big enough and easy enough battleground for it.
1: Um, well, I mean, <laughs> you can go topless. You just can't show your tits. So, like, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is so that are So A-cups are allowed to? <laughs> that's mean. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, that's just kind of where I'm going with it. Uh, you know, you got different genders. Um, it's, it's not the same thing like I think I think there's a comedian talking about this like if you see like a you know a boob in the bedroom it's like hey and if you see a boob you know like anywhere else it's like hey but if you see a dick <laughs> anywhere else it's like you're calling the cops you know i mean it's uh
0: it's i don't it's know funny. I, that's my best
1: <laughs> my best shot at that question <laughs>
0: No, it's good. I think it is tough because I think this this kind of touches on the culture thing we were talking about. Is there's if a society embraced a wide amount of nudity, you know, can they be libertarian? Can they not be libertarian? I don't think that even matters so much. But what we do is we we exist in the current culture we have today. And so we gotta be worried, you know. I think my guess would be I think the fear the fear is if you extend your good wills to to one community the other one's going to be pissed right like one people are going to say you clothe yourselves the other side's going to be saying you don't clothe yourselves it doesn't matter and you're going to offend the other person one side wants to be and they can't so you're using your authoritarianism there or even if you're just doing it culturally you're kind of expressing some ty- tyranny cultural tyranny whatever you want to say there on the other hand if you're topless, I don't have the right to not see you because I'm going to be using the public just like everybody else. So if I'm trying to keep my eyes all holy and pure, then all of a sudden you run around topless, it's going to create a problem. And I believe if I were to try to guess at the problem, I would say that that's it. Sam, I cut you off. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty good shot. I mean, it, it, I guess you got to ask, like, how much is w- w- at what extent does community play a role in you know your rights? And I think. It has to play at least some role. I mean, um, like, can you visually assault someone? I think uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's a a tough one. I think uh, if, if you were to legalize nudity, no one would be nude anyway, for the most part. It'd just be a few nut jobs here and there, unless you're in like L.A. or something. But where I am at, <laughs> everyone would keep their clothes on, I would imagine. Right. So I I think it's fair to say that, you know, in a, in a culture where I'm at, where everyone would keep their clothes on anyway, and no one really wants to see nudity, that it's okay to say, keep the nudity on your own property, in your own home.
0: God. I think a wise libertarian thing is to I say... I don't know
1: what the exact, like principled libertarian stances on it but that's that's the closest i can think of
0: i i think you're right and i think i mean i don't think there is i think i don't think there's a single libertarian answer because i think there's many answers that your culture will be different than another's i think you never have the right to use force over somebody else you know physical violence but you can use persuasion you have positive and negative methods right
1: so a violation of the non-aggression principle though (laughs)
0: I I don't think it is right. But like, I (laughs) think at the same time, uh... I mean, right. Like if somebody feels that they can be visually assaulted, I mean, really, where does that line stop? I could consider. I mean, believe me, I have seen some faces out there on Liberty Twitter that I will not sleep well the next day, you know, knowing that that face is out there in the world. Have I been visually assaulted or am I just a little weak willed when it comes to ugly people? i think it might just be that one i'm i'm kidding Who believe is this, me by the way <laughs> I, I have a i'm a human penis head i i'm that's not actually that's the real, reason. That's the
1: real reason jacob didn't
0: we can let jacob <laughs> on too ugly. oh too ugly too ugly sorry jacob that's tough boy sam's upset um <laughs> you know and i think uh i think the thing is the way this is going to resolve itself is there's nothing that will stop there being different cultures what we need to do is also break down the barriers. I think this is kind of the essence of government lately is dividing, dividing people that should not be divided over very small differences. Um, right. Reinhold's think, got a
1: great question when you get finished.
0: Oh yeah. Sweet. We'll do that next. Um, is that I think that there's a division between my neighbor when we actually don't have a strong division. My neighbor may be completely different from me. Uh, trans atheist, atheist, trying to think uh uh let's see trans female atheist black uh yeah uh, um i guess gay too yeah there we go let's throw it let's let's hit them at all why are are you singling out all those people just very i'm trying to think of somebody (laughs) who is the opposite opposite of my white christian (laughs) straight maleness right so it's me with hair what are my actual differences from that person i feel we have a tremendous amount of similarities Because both of us really enjoy the lives we live and really need other people to not get involved unless we hurt somebody else. I don't think my neighbor wants to hurt somebody else. I know I don't want to hurt somebody else, and I think we can both come to a common place there. I think we tend to divide these lines because we're used to it. I think even sports gets us used to it. Boo, Cincinnati! Yay, Los Angeles Rams! Right? Like I hate Cincinnati. I hate Toronto or you know whatever because everybody tends to be like this and that's also part of the human personalities. Uh, well, how we measure intelligence. I've talked about this on the show before too, is how quickly you recognize a pattern is that's how we measure intelligence. Right? So if you see two people that are rude to you and they're both from Cincinnati, you are gonna be like F those people from Cincinnati, hate them all. Right? Like, so you have to kind of, kind of fix your mind a little bit here. All right, let's get to some, uh, reinhold question here and then we can close out the show here who owns the property should be able to set the rules regarding nudity versus not but in a libertarian society what rules will common use places operate under who is who is in control of these uh sam you have yourself muted i i love your contributions though go ahead
1: he's <laughs> the anarchist had a very good uh like he did like a whole thing on immigration and he, he talked a little bit about public spaces and he was saying that like you know, like the Indians will have like a public space next to the river where they'd all go and bathe and all of that. And it's like, who owned that space? And it's like, well, it's the people who are using it. Um, so I think I, I think that's what public space is. It's, it is a bit of a democracy for people who are using it. They sort of collectively own it. And even in an Ancapistan society, there are going to be public spaces that we all just kind of use.
0: So in these common spaces, because this is te- this tends to be where the socialists went out, right? Is they talk about the tyranny of the minority versus the right. the virtue of the majority, right? So let's say we have one person that wants to be naked, and ninety nine person that people that don't want to be naked, and they all get to use this ro- road. Is that person allowed to drive naked on the road in Sam Wh- Whiplinger Culture Land?
1: I I would say no, if it's if it's a public space. I would say yes.
0: You don't uh, have a right. You don't you're, have the wrong. right. No, you're, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You're I'm wrong.
1: Gonna, we should take <laughs> a, We should take ace in this.
0: <laughs> you know, com- uh, common, I, I don't think we would be able to resolve this. <laughs> this is probably worth <laughs> a whole other episode. We talk about common use places. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think obviously libertarians have no love for like parks and libraries. And well, we have a lot of love for parks and libraries. We don't have a lot of, for, you know, things that are forced to be public. But there are some yeah. things like with roads, they are public. They just will be. They will continue well, to be.
1: What if you uh, bought all the property around someone? Could they escape?
0: Uh, uh, that so that is. Or would uh, there
1: have to be like a common? <laughs> this is where <laughs> common.
0: This is where common sense kind of comes into play, which I think liberty is good at this. Because no, no, no. You got to go principled. You, this is why you don't set a common rule. Sense. This is why the rule of law fails. This is why I feel, especially in Christianity. God rejects the rule of law, even his own laws on many occasions, and says it's the rule of conscience that succeeds. So really what's the guiding
1: principle, though.
0: So the guiding principle is whatever the Holy Spirit tells you is the truth, if, as I say in my Christianity. But I believe everybody has access to this. If I were to surround a person's house and make it so that they can't get out, I don't believe there's a person being genuine alive on the planet would tell you what i did was okay and then that person starves to death right would anybody say it's okay i don't think you get anybody right like so there is this now the problem is is how do we try to codify it and i think the problem is problem is codification in general i think there's sometimes you just need to be able to say we are a society that rules by conscience when we see something bad we do something are we going to tell people what bad is i don't think you need to because i think people i think if we we are so used to growing up with laws I think, it, Sam, if we spent the same amount of time growing up in a society that was ruled by conscience, I think we would be very gifted with this. Unfortunately, I think we're in a state because we're so used to operating with law that it's like baby steps when we start talking talking about ruling with conscience. That's
1: a very good point. You wow, know? Yeah, I never thought yeah. of it that way.
0: Thank you. I'm glad. You, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, I haven't um, put it
1: into words before, but
0: yeah. I'm. Not entirely sure I have either, but uh, we will we will think about it. Like, okay, so let me ask you another one, Sam. Ninety-nine <laughs> people say you shouldn't go over five miles an hour on the road. One person says they should be able to go 50 on interstate on an interstate. What's the speed limit of that road?
1: Nine miles an hour. Dude. Oh what are you
0: compromising?
1: <laughs> for for a public space. I I don't know.
0: Oh my goodness. If you're
1: going with like the
0: you're much I mean, more I, socialist I, than I am, Sam. Like, like much more so. Like, I believe in the tyranny of democracy. I hate it. Like, uh, I I just... Uh, it's, It would be interesting to flesh this out Why?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a public space, so it's owned by more than one person. So, I mean, sure. it'd be like... Uh, I don't know. If me and my wife both owned a house, like, I couldn't just burn it down.
0: See, I think where I get into is if you... I think where I draw the line is I should be able to hit somebody else's car and 99 other people say no. It's less about the 99 other people that say no. It's that you're not allowed to hit somebody else's car, that's their property. You've damaged their stuff, right? You can't do that. You know, right. as far as am I damaging somebody by Well, I mean that's what the liber- hour, I don't think you have, you know? Like I think if you have this creek that everybody's bathing in, everybody kind of gets along with the rules and one person decides to bathe for seven hours in the creek and other person des- decides to bathe for two minutes. I think one might frustrate you more than the other, but as long as they're not hurting anybody who cares, let them do their business, right? Leave it alone. Right? Yes. yes.
1: No? As long. Yeah. Oh, you're well, okay. So if the, the one guy who wants to drive 50, isn't hurting anyone you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. As long as the other people are okay with it no they're not okay well then i'm saying
0: screw them <laughs> like if one person wants to be gay but 99 neighbors don't want them to be gay the person's not going to be not gay they're going to fake not being gay maybe to appease their stupid jackass neighbors but it doesn't change who they are if 99 people want you wanted you to be be gay and you were straight should you have to change your move no that's stupid it's your property it's your stuff They're not, you know, I think there's a certain limitation because we talk about rights being inalienable, right? You can't separate yourself from these rights that you have. And I don't think they alienate just because you are in a public space or a common space or you are getting along with other people. Now, you can voluntarily forfeit them, of course, you know, you kind of have to, to embrace some economic philosophies, you know, most economic philosophies, you kind of have to say, eh. I'm okay with giving this up now. Um but that's something that everybody should be able to choose voluntarily, which is why I strongly think economics needs to be decentralized and we have many different systems pop up, you know. I think I it's mean, just
1: if you make the case that the person driving 50 isn't hurting anyone else and then everyone else realizes that they're not hurting any he's not hurting anyone and they just don't like it, then I would say he has the right to drive 50
0: miles. Thank an hour. you. We got a believer today. All right. All right. <laughs> tyranny of the minority. Join me, Sam. Join yeah. me.
1: Yes. 100%. This, yeah, this is the
0: tyranny of I had to work that one minority. out, though. Right. No, I'm... I'm but I'm, I'm if they did
1: bad. feel like he was endangering people other than himself...
0: If they felt like, but he wasn't. If they felt like,
1: but he wasn't, uh, they still kind of got he's a lot of a say. No, see, know. that's
0: the problem. A lot of people will say, Sam, that Hard your right to, to defend yourself makes them in danger, right? Second Amendment and stuff, right? A lot of people would well, say that a lot your of right to, to defend like yourself makes them Public feel
1: versus private property. Or, or collectively owned property Let's versus... Let's talk just... about
0: it. Let's talk about collectively owned <laughs> property. You're on the streets. Should you be allowed to have a weapon on you? 99 people say no. One person says yes. Where does Sam Whiplinger come down on this issue? Then You gotta... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna, know, I'm gonna, Sam. I'm Consult stay... your contract. If, there's, if they feel
1: like that's a threat, like, I don't know, like, maybe you can't.
0: Oh, my gosh. Sam, forget, forget, like, what you feel. This is a great
1: argument over. against uh, collectively owned property. Like you're keeping it as it sure limited is. As, as absolutely <laughs> possible. and Right. I'm with you there. As absolutely <laughs> possible. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, if there's a space like that, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to be over there. I'm going to create my own space over here where we can all have guns, you know. See, I, I think... think there's going to be a lot of, um, well, I mean, a lot of libertarianism kind of thinks of like, well, we're going to farmstead, we're going to have this own little plot of land, and we're just going to live by ourselves, and everyone's going to duplicate that. But it's like, no, there's going to be people that live in very crowded areas and stuff like that. It's like, sure. there's going to have to be some sort of, if you're always in public spaces, there's going to have to be some collectivist rules
0: how's that not government or is this why you're a minarchist and not an anarchist
1: <laughs> i'm an anarchist <laughs> maybe i just got my uh theory wrong but i don't know that's the way i see it
0: all right i you know i'm what? changing i'm
1: changing i'm the i'm now on the left
0: all right <laughs> sam's lost his right wing card dude's a freaking tyranny of the majority democracy rules socialist and hey, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna change you i'm gonna change you sam this week you can week, change me I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be an open-minded I... guy. Let's let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk more this week. All right. Everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sam, I appreciate you letting me harass you at the end there. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. uh I'm had a good real conversation. libertarian here. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad it was just us two. I feel like both those conversations we even went over time because both those uh, both of what we had to say was too interesting. So I don't miss Jacob one bit. And I hope you heard that, Jacob. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, you enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope to see you next week and have a good one. Kisses. We'll catch you next time.